Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always, you can catch him Saturday as a six-string quarterback for Texas in the Orange-White Spring Game, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, I'm not sure how that works seeing as you went to BYU. But I'm all for it. Well, I just want to see someone hit you. I mean, as someone uh, you know who went to BYU, who owns Texas, I guess that makes sense. So, yeah, you waited till we were leaving to try to come in, huh? Hey, we're we're playing this year. We're going to be in Austin, BYU versus Texas, and we all know how that went the last time. That uh, we're going to have to make a bet. Well, yeah, we we will definitely make a bet. Uh, good thing though for you, you don't have uh, you don't have Taysom Hill to run all over you. Set 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 a record here. In, uh, in Texas. No, good thing for you, we don't have Bijan Robinson to run all over you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's the, uh, just like he ran over everyone else, and he'll run his way into the NFL and, and run against the Bears. Well, Eddie, it's great Better to see you. Better than playing for the Bears right now. What's that? Better than playing for the Bears at yeah. the moment. Uh, Eddie, it's great to see you. I uh, hope you had a great Easter. Uh, you can find us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Eddie, for some reason, you have some brass knucks in your hand. I'm not sure why. Um What's going on? What, what, is, what is this? Actually, they're plastic. I got them at Party City. So they're not illegal. Okay. You're not going to get... Yeah, that's good. I mean, that would have been a great segue a little bit later to talk about Israel Adesanya, who got arrested at the airport for having brass knuckles. Uh, but he was given them as a gift and didn't realize that he had them. And so it, uh, he got in trouble there. But that, that was water under the bridge real quick. But uh, a loss... Yeah, you couldn't wait, could you? We will get to Izzy later on. Uh, Eddie, how was your Easter? It was all right. Nothing big. Uh, I did get my WrestleMania skull in. I uh, I think I'm going to name him Stu. See, the the WrestleMania goes Hollywood uh, skull. Uh, somehow, it's become a thing in the last few years. They have decorative skulls. And this one is basically solid gold looking. So, yeah, I got a small collection of skulls at work. It, it's weird, Eddie. Going that, nicely uh, with my uh, Crystal Head vodka bottle. Yeah, not only is, is it weird that these have become a thing, uh, but it's also weird that they've become a thing for you. I, I guess I don't understand that. I don't know. It just became a thing. I don't know. I don't know how. It just did. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, I've got like five of these. Let's well, keep going." Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's. I guess that that is definitely a thing. Eddie, I missed you on 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 Friday night at the Long Center. I was gonna say, how was the Long Center? How was the concert? Did it, you sell it out? We I did. Did you sign autographs? I think we got pretty close. It was a fantastic show. It was a yeah yeah. It was it was really good. And what uh, was your favorite song to sing? I'm so blessed, Eddie. I'm so blessed because I got this heartbeat in my chest. You know, and you busted a move, lots of it. I mean, I, I'm a performer, Eddie. I'm a performer. So awesome, but it was great. No, it was it was a great time. It was a great weekend. We had a great Easter. I'm still eating Easter candy. I'm still eating uh, Easter leftovers. East e- first off, Easter candy is the best, and uh, and Dude, I really enjoy. Are, Easter are you leftovers. trying to trigger me? No, are you trying to trigger me. What? No, I'm I'm not. 
I have been searching for the last, we haven't talked about this because I just figured out finally it wouldn't be a big deal. I've been searching for the last couple weeks for my favorite Easter candy, and I can't find it. Come to find out, Brock's discontinued it, and I am pissed off to the highest level of pacificity. What is it? Those little uh, individually wrapped marshmallow candy eggs. It's like marshmallow in the center. It's like a hard crystallized candy coating <laughs> on the outside. Several different colors and flavors. Like the caramel eggs and, that like the bigger eggs that have like caramel inside of them? No, no, no. They have marshmallow inside. Outside is like crystallized sugar. Okay. They're different colors, individually wrapped. So, okay, lots of plastic. It doesn't save the planet. I get it. But it is not Easter without those eggs. Okay. So well, e- Easter's ruined. I'm, Easter's canceled. There's no more Easter. For me, it's just Texas relays and then on some Memorial Day because there's no more Easter because Brock's discontinued my candy. I'm, I'm sorry for you. Uh, Cadbury eggs still still the best, right? Those little hard oh, Cadbury that's, that's eggs. Those are, those are fantastic. Um, what the cream stuff? In no, the no, not what cream. No, no, just the just the chocolate ones. The, the oh, hard okay. chocolate okay. ones. Those are the best. I, I don't like Peeps, okay. so I'm, you're not gonna. You know, I'm not a Peeps person, but I, I do love. I do love some good Easter candy. I don't mind Peeps, but you can only have like three or four, and that's it. For Reese's like a year. peanut butter cups in the shape of eggs. Yes, love those. Put okay. them in the freezer. I'm down. They're with that. great, and and it was uh, it was good. But who doesn't like? You know, it's I mean, been a long time since I had like a whole chocolate rabbit. Well, I mean, you shouldn't eat a whole chocolate rabbit, let's be honest. You know, but when you're a kid, you get one that's like, I don't know, like a whole hand high. Yeah. I and it's like hollow on, the, hollow on the inside. Yeah, those aren't my favorite. So, Eddie, are, are you any closer to living near me? Are you, do you live close to me yet? I'm closer. I've narrowed it down. I'm just waiting for the right uh, place to come open. Um, there's a few in the Lake Line area. I, li- I like that spot. It's close to work. I like the shops. I love H Mart. Yeah, okay. HMR's no, great. Let me get just. I got a, a chocolate soda in the fridge right now that's got my name on it. Well, I mean, you literally are the only person that lived there at your house, so I'm not. I'm not sure who else is going to take that. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know why we put your name on your on your own food in your own house with no one else living there. <laughs> I guess that's a that's a weird weird. Have thing. you seen the smorgasbord of word sodas they have at H Mart? Uh, you know, it's been a bit since I've been there, but it's uh, it's good stuff. It is weird. I'll take a picture next time I go. It's just weird stuff. But yeah, well, but yeah. I'm almost there. I sh- hopefully, I'll find out uh, this weekend. Yeah, we actually went and saw the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie over there at the. Uh, we didn't really? go to the. We didn't go to the Alamo. We went to the AMC, the Lakeline AMC there. So it was. Uh, it's, it's is a it fun weird? Movie. What's that? Is it weird? It seems kind of weird. The movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's got some good n- nostalgic moments. The a little bit of Kid Icarus uh, and some other Nintendo games that uh, that you will remember. It's 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 gets the nostalgia in there for you. All right, it's not bad. So. It, Anyone shooting ducks? Nope. There's, there was no shooting ducks. And unfortunately, there was no wart. You know, a little known villain from Super Mario Brothers 2. What the hell, man? Yeah. Uh, I would like they could to have thrown a little, just a little bit of Duck Hunt. Yeah, Duck Hunt would have been okay. Duck Hunt would have been okay. Uh, well, Eddie, let's talk about it. UFC 287, Saturday yeah, you know who night. Went duck hunting and sniping. Miami. And in the, uh, was it the Kenyasa Center? That thing has been so many different. It was the FTX arena when I was there uh, in the fall. As we know, FTX was I just drove by it like a month ago because it's right by the uh, Port of Miami. Yeah. I could have sworn it was still the FTX. It might have been. I mean, FTX went bankrupt a while ago, and, uh, and so they, they were quick to change the name, and, and so it looks like they finally have changed the name. Uh, and so I don't, know, I don't know what that means, the Kasanya Center, but that's what it is. I don't know. It's not the American Airlines Center. That's what I thought it was originally. But Me too. But that's where the that's back. I think in the old LeBron days, that's what it was. But let's get into it. Israel Adesanya exacts revenge. What a great line he said afterwards. Revenge is sweet, and I got a sweet tooth. 
Uh, probably, you know, one of the, one of the many great lines of the weekend. See, but, he's also looking for my Easter candy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what a moment, though. Not gonna find it. What a moment. You know, both of us worried a little bit last week. We talked about, uh, is, AD, is, is he coming back too quickly? We saw what happened with Kamar Usman and Leon Edwards, and we weren't sure, right? We, we thought that, you know, Izzy looked good in that first fight. So did Kamaru, though. And, and Kamaru in that rematch just, he lost. He lost to Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards was the better fighter. And we were worried that, you know, Izzy was going to consume himself so much with trying to prove that he was better than Alex Pajeda. That he was going to, that this was just a, an accident, that this was, he was going to right that wrong. And he might, you know, might be biting off too much more than he could chew. And that he right wouldn't away. come in with a different game plan because the first game plan was working so well. Yes. But. But we were wrong. No, no, no. One of us was wrong. I picked Izzy. If you go back to the pick sheet, and, and really the only pick that matters for the weekend is, is the title I say, It's like the only one you got right, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I got, I got a couple right. I didn't do my best. I, I did lose. Uh, I, did, I did miss out on a few of them that I, that I wish I would have got back. But Yeah, we haven't aired our picks in a while, but we did put some on our Instagram story. Uh, Saturday, and I think I got everyone on the main card except the main event. Yeah, they're really the only one that matters, but uh, it's right, okay. Yeah. You know, it, it, but hey, uh, four and one is better than one and four. You did, you did pretty good. Uh, that's math. Uh, yes, I, I didn't do one and four, but uh, that's okay. Eddie, so we look at Israel Adesanya. What I mean, what do you think about you know the first round? I actually thought Pajero was still winning that first round. I think he was doing some damage to the legs with the kicks, and he actually felt very confident going back into that first round in the corner that he had won that round as well. I got to agree. Yeah, Izzy was, um, I didn't feel like he was tentative, but I felt like he was taking his time trying to find his range, trying not to get too caught up in the moment, settle, his, settle himself in so he could execute his game plan. So, yeah, I would give that first one to uh, uh, Pajeda also. Yeah, and you go, the moment when the fight ended, right, it, it, it was interesting. Pajeda was, was teeing off, right? He was teeing off on, on Izzy at the time. Izzy says he was playing possum, but he was definitely getting hit. Um, and Poulton had put his hands down as he was getting it, and Izzy countered with two big overhand rights that put him out. And it was actually interesting. I, I had to see it a couple times on the replays to actually see what happened because I couldn't see it like clear live. I was because I, I didn't. I looked like a glancing shot that he went down with until you went back and you saw the preview or the the the, the replays and, and see Replay, what happened. Yeah, yeah. And when he said he was playing possum, I thought he was full of it because I thought he was hurt. But upon further review, when he like kind of slowed down and backed himself up against the cage. It was right after a leg kick. So he, it looked like the way he acted, like he'd been hit with like a big body shot or something. No, it was a leg kick. And he placed himself against the cage. And let me tell you, that's a dangerous game against Alex Pajeda. I mean, he's a dangerous but, guy, right? So Yeah, but to also give yourself no way out just like that, try to suck, just to try to sucker him in, that's ballsy. That is like some riverboat gambling right there. But he got him to let down his guard. And like he said later on, like the first one to make a mistake – and Pajeda did make that mistake. He's teeing off. Uh, Izzy's kind of rolling with the shots. And Luke Thomas had a great breakdown, if you can find it on Instagram or YouTube or wherever. But he catches Pajeda with his arms just kind of not, not bringing his hands back up as he uh, swings and just catches him with that right hook to the, uh, to the temple area and then follows it up with another one. And then just as he hits the ground, he said he put seven years into that hammer fist. <laughs> Pajeda was out for like a, a, at least a full minute, if not two. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely scary. got rocked. And then you see the celebration, like the emotion come over yeah. Izzy. The, uh, the pulling out the bow and arrow. The bow the, and arrow, The shooting yeah. three times 
and then breaking the bow. And obviously, you know, like po- Poetan has come out with like full on, uh, you know, headdress with a bow and arrow. And that's the kind of his thing where he he pretends to and he walks out like um, like he shoots an arrow. Uh, and so like this was to him, but also like he did it three times. And someone asked him like, hey, did you shoot that arrow three times to represent every time that he beat you? And uh, and Izzy said, no, I, I wasn't thinking that. But that's now part of the story that uh, that maybe my spirit knew. And that's why I did it. Yeah, three times. Because he'd only really shot the arrow once. I guess the, the arrow would have to be pointed to him for to represent those three losses. What do you mean? So he, it's a little backwards. He did shoot him the three times. Izzy shot him three times at, uh, at Pajeta. No, but I'm saying he only won once. Yeah, but I get it. But so he, making yeah, up for know. each of those three uh, yeah. losses there. Uh, but how about that? Uh, but that's not the story. Yeah, yeah. How about afterwards when Izzy finds <laughs> Pajeta's son, he falls down in front of him. Oh, my God. This actually goes back to the second fight. Uh, where he knocked out Izzy. Pajeta's son came in the ring. He was mocking Izzy, hit himself with a bottle, and then fell down, saying he did just what his, you know, he just did what his father had done to him. Uh, Izzy talked about that before. He talked about that afterwards. He said in the post-fight press conference, said, look, I'm too, I'm petty. I'm a petty guy. Um, I'm too petty to not do anything. So uh, I've seen people say they're offended by it, that he's going after a kid. Did you have a problem with him going after uh, Pajeta's son? Not one bit. It actually made me like him more, you know, I haven't been like a big Izzy fan. I know you don't like him. Not a fan of the trash talk outside the cage. In the cage, all's fair. And damn it, this was hilarious, dude. I didn't realize when he did it that it was to the kid. It was just funny in the moment, you know? Uh, Especially after what he had gone through. I'm like, yeah, he gets a pass. You know, lots of adrenaline in the cage. Lots of things going through your head. Maybe not not make the best choices. It's better than jumping off the cage, though. Uh, but then to find out it was directed at a kid, oh, my God, that was so funny. And then to see the videos of the kids <laughs> in the crowd, and the youngest one's crying. And, you know, though, it was probably aimed at the older kid since they had two of them there. So it had to be the older kid that did it. But, God, I, it made me like him a lot more just because, you know, especially when he could go in the back and say, yeah, I'm petty. I know. But it had to come out. That was great. Yeah. No, it's okay, right? I mean, I think, again, right, we say everything is pro wrestling. I mean, that's just, you know, at its finest. We talked about Angel Reese last week and and the You Can't See Me to Caitlin Clark and that goes back and forth. And then this one going to uh, the kid. It's all fair. It's all fair. It's all fun. We live in a world of internet trolls, okay? Some people just have the uh, cojones to do it in real life. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, it is it was it was fine. I'm okay with it. Yeah, and, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, it's something you'd probably do to your own kid. A hundred percent. Poetan, you know, he's, he's got a he's got a teaching moment there for his uh, for his son there. Uh, the Andre Chase University teachable moment. Yeah. Hey, so speaking of uh, Poetan, Alex Pajeda, what does he do? Does he does he go to light heavyweight? Do you want to see the trilogy between him and, and, and Israel Sanya? The trilogy in MMA? Uh, not in particular. I mean, I would definitely watch it. Don't get me wrong, because it's still a great story. But I know he's a monstrously sized middleweight. He has a little trouble. He has a lot of trouble making the weight these days. He's like thirty six, thirty seven now. I think he was one of the last people to weigh in on Friday. Um, I'd rather see him fighting at his best. Uh, if he didn't have to cut twenty extra pounds, imagine the power this guy would have. I want to see him at light heavyweight, because also the light heavyweight division lacks star power. Yeah, so so Jamal Hill, obviously the champion, Yuri Prohaska, he's the guy that um, you know deserves a title shot as soon as he comes back, whenever that time is. So, but I want him to be healthy. 
where where do you kind of rank? Where do you see Pajeda? Like, I, I want to go through the top five real quick and tell me, do you think that Pajeda could beat them? Uh, number five today is Anthony Smith. Yes. Alexander Rakic. Rakic has got a knee injury, so that's why he's out. But Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Jan Blahovitz. That's a tougher one. And it's, it's tougher that's because of the even. wrestling, right? And it's just the, yeah. the matchup there is not as great. Uh, Magomed yeah. Ankalaev. Not with Magomed's wrestling, but he could land that one punch. Yep. Uh, how about Yuri? Yeah. You think he could I beat Yuri? So. I think so. Wow. Uh, how about Jamal Hill? Yeah. yeah you got to give you got to say yes. I mean, because I think Yuri <laughs> could beat Jamal Hill. Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah. they could. I mean, I don't want to see them shotgun him into a title. And I don't think that you put him against Jan Blachowicz because that's kind of like a kryptonite fight for him. But you could shotgun him one fight away from fighting for a light heavyweight title. You really could. I mean, it would be more deserved than uh, Colby Covington. You know, at least this guy had the belt, beat the champ, and he comes to a no- new division. You, you could put him right there like Henry Cejudo. I mean, I, I disagree. What's, what's he done? I disagree with you on, on the uh, Colby Covington part. I mean, I, I think that like Stipe is right. You know, Stipe is just as undeserving as Colby Covington for a heavyweight title. But uh, Agreed. So, I mean, I, I think that the UFC is not a I, – I wouldn't compare those two. Because Pajero was hot-shotted to the title anyways, as it was, because of his re- previous relationship. But, uh, between, but at least he beat uh, a contender to get there. Yeah, well, that's, that's fair. You know, he, he, he sent John Strickland to the arms of the Griper. Yeah, he did do that. So uh, how about Izzy? What do you do with Izzy next? Uh, he's beat everyone in the top five, right? He's beat Whitaker twice. Uh, Whitaker's number two. Uh, Vittoria's third. He beat him twice. He beat Cannoneer. He beat Costa. And now he beat Pajeda. I mean, he did call out. I mean, he didn't. I guess he didn't really call out, but he was alluding to calling out Drickus Duplessis. He wouldn't mention his name, but he said that he hopes he wins so he can fight him, that he would drag his carcass all over Africa. Uh, Duplessis has won seven in a row. He's undefeated in the UFC. Wins coming off over uh, Derek Brunson, Darren Till, and Brad Tavares. Those aren't actually bad wins. You know, He's ranked I'm all six, for though. That. Yeah, he is ranked six, but that's what a champion's supposed to do is clean out the division. You could just go one after the other one. And we saw what happened in the women's flyweight division. At some point, it catches up to you, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it's already caught up, right? I mean, he caught up the first time with uh, Pajeta. Um, how about uh, True. what about yeah. Hamzat? Hamzat? We know that Hamzat's next fight's going to be at middleweight. Did he even really beat many contenders at welterweight, though? Who did he beat at welterweight? Gilbert Burns. Who's just now in the title contention. Uh, just now. Yeah. He, he already lost to Kamaru. Gilbert's always been in the title contention. Yeah, but he's, he's back in contention. Gilbert's never left. So, I mean, Gilbert's always been right, you know, right there. Um, he had to get back up there. But, yeah, okay. I think Hamzat, I just want to see him actually make weight. He's, I know he's got he 50 can make, extra pounds. He can make 185. But, hey, we thought the same thing about uh, Kelvin Gastelum before, and he missed weight at middleweight. So I just want to see him show some discipline first well, and actually show up to the fight. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they you know, hot shot Hamzat. You know, that, you, I wouldn't cause, either. Because either way, Hamzat, if, he, if Izzy beats him, he beats a guy like Hamzat, which is great. And if Hamzat wins, then you've, you've got another story that people like. Uh, we talked about Gilbert Burns. Let's talk about him. He defeated Jorge Masvidal. We both picked Burns in this fight. We thought it was actually going to be pretty easy. Uh, yeah, this fight was everything we thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, Burns started off slow, though. Uh, he actually blamed that he thought that uh, Masvidal was greased up with lotion. And uh, Masvidal responded. He obviously took offense to that. But, you know, Gilbert won. I think it was 30-27 on one scorecard and then 29-28 on the other two. Um, but... At the end of the day, Gilbert Burns, he wins, uh, and, and Masvidal retires. I don't think it's the last we've seen, it, we've seen of him, seeing as he's been, he's been doing MMA for 20 years and still has no ground game. So, and he runs a boxing promotion. So I think we're going to be seeing him headlining Gamebred Boxing 5 or 6 here in the next year or two. He'll take a break, maybe towards the, 
September, the end of the year, maybe. I mean, if they're paying uh, if game bread, we'll talk about game bread pay the game bread boxing payouts, and and if uh, you know, you might see the first a million dollar payday over there in game bread. Uh, and the question is, um, will he need to keep fighting? To pay for game bread boxing because yeah, they didn't have many people show up. I, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, so Burns actually after the fight he gives an ultimatum to Dana. Uh, says that either make him the backup fighter for Edwards versus Covington and give him the shot after, or release him and let him go. Uh, I, I guess everyone is now just that's happening. Besides Leon, Leon is, seems to be the only person that doesn't think that uh, he's fighting Colby Covington, but everybody else does. Uh, Dana said deal. He said that's fine. Uh, it does kind of leave Bilal Muhammad out of the mix. Bilal was there, and he said that he would like to fight uh, Kamar Usman. Obviously, he wants nothing to do with Shavkat. Well, who does? No, yeah. He's like, why? He's like, I already fought behind me, and I've already fought like some up-and-comer guy. That's that's a step back for me. I mean, he's right, but he also doesn't. Only by what? What? He also doesn't want that. Two two spots. Yeah. No, 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 you don't want to risk that. No, he, yeah, you want to fight up. But that's what Dana does. Dana wants that fight, so that's what's interesting. Uh, so we'll see. Burns, uh, I mean, it's interesting. Um, Leon versus Col- Colby seems like that's the fight, and it's going to happen, it sounds like, in London again. And Gilbert's right. He shouldn't fight anyone else unless it's for a title. You know, he's done enough. The division has moved enough to where he can get back up there. And he shouldn't even have to, you know, he's more deserving than Colby in the first place. He shouldn't have to serve as a backup and make weight. But it's an extra payday without getting beat up, I guess. Well, I mean, it's a ticket to it's a ticket to fighting for the title, as we've seen with Colby. Right, got to do the boss a favor. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rob Font versus uh, Adrian Yanez. I was wrong, Eddie. Uh, this is a huge win for Rob Font. Adrian Yanez was a hot prospect. He was five and zero in the UFC. Uh, he had a performance of the night bonus in each of those fights, but uh, I was wrong. Right, Font had lost his last two in a row to Cheeto Vera and Jose Aldo. Uh, he was off for about a year, uh, but you know he boxed. He outboxed um, Adrian Yanez, who's a boxer. And he caught him with those jabs and, and wobbled him and rocked him and, and finished him. And uh, he said that he wants to welcome Devison Figueredo to the Bantamweight division. And, and I love that fight. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, but he, yeah, Font didn't get out of that unscathed, though. Oh, man. That I mean, left eye was his was uh, pretty much closed by the time he got interviewed in the cage. Yeah, those guys went at it, right? And, and Giannis, you know, yeah, cre- credit to him, didn't make any excuses. So uh, hopefully we'll see him back. And uh, hopefully he doesn't fall too far. I'd like to still see him ranked in the top 15. Yeah, because he was already 12. So losing this one. I mean, he lost to number six. Yeah, so you, you, don't, you don't lose. You don't but go you back lose, a ton, you, but you, you definitely do. Uh, Kelvin also, Gass- apparently it's Jan Yez. I know, I heard that. I, I, I'm not, I'm not yeah, ready to I, do that. I didn't realize that either. Uh, yeah. Kelvin Gaslam defeats Chris Curtis. This was, this well, was, was kind fun. of a bummer, man. On the, um, just because of that second round. Now, one of the scorecards was 30-27 Gaslam. I don't know if I agree with that. But it was 29-28. And you wonder how much that knockdown in the second, due to the inadvertent head clash, had the ref start, stop the fight and like clarify that this, that's what happened. You would wonder what the judges would see because right now the judges don't know anything different. They don't listen to commentary, and so they just think it was some sort of a uh, a knockdown on uh, on Chris Curtis. So that and, and Chris Curtis even said that he went he went out from that uh, that headbutt too. So yeah, that's scary. But they ended up with the same amount of strikes even after that in that second round. So uh, close fight there. Um, few other few other highlights. Also, fight yeah. of the night, by the way. Yeah, it was. It was a good fight. Uh, Kevin Holland finished Santiago Ponzinibbio with a clean left hook in the third. Uh, Ponzinibbio just went face down. On the mat. Yeah, uh, he did. Uh, Christian Rodriguez gets a decision win over Raul Rojas Jr. Uh, Rojas is still only 19. He's got plenty of time. But I, I was I was wrong. I, I picked Rojas. I figured that the UFC, they like him. He's a Dana White contender series guy. I thought they were going to give him, you know, easy fights, just like kind of what they're doing with Bo Nickel, how they're bringing Bo Nickel along. Uh, and I, and it wasn't the case. I, I wasn't as hip on, uh, on Christian Rodriguez as I should have been. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's legit, right? And, and he, he stopped... Uh, Raul, Raul Rojas Jr. 
Or didn't stop him, but, you know, stop the hype train. Yeah, they thought they were giving him an easy fight. Yeah, they didn't put this, uh, they didn't put Rodriguez into this fight because they wanted to be in the Rodriguez business. You know, this is all about Rojas. But, man, the dude, what is he, 18, 19? 19. It's too soon. There's a reason you can't get into the NFL until you've been through three years of college. You know, the physicality and everything that you have to go through, it's too much. Um, basketball, yeah, you can get by, but it really works out well. You know, he should be in college wrestling or fighting on the regional scene. Go to LFA. He should, he should be going to LFA, and that's where he yeah, should be. he should not be fighting. He should be in melee fighting championships coming up at the end of April at the Coliseum here in Austin. But he should not be fighting at the top of the world of mixed martial arts. This young, yeah. I hope I he doesn't go the way of. Uh, I hope he doesn't go the way of Sage Northcutt and, and Paige Van Zandt, right? So we'll see. Yeah, and the worst thing is Sage went out on a winning streak. But what happened now? Uh, Joe we'll Pfeiffer, he got a big first round KO over Gerald Merchard. That was big. Uh, and yeah. Joe, I thought, yeah, I thought Raul was getting the Joe Pfeiffer treatment, right? Because Joe Pfeiffer is another big guy that Dana White likes, and uh, and so that was a, a big win for him. Uh, and then uh, you know what the, what's what was going on with this Holland and uh, Kevin Holland and Jorge Masvidal stuff during the fight? I'm still not sure what they were yelling about before the. Uh, leading up to the fights they weren't even fighting each other so who knows but dana got into with the media about asking them why they were arguing as if that's not a legitimate question and like he rewards fighters for doing that but then when the media asks questions about it they get uh, yelled at i saw he's it. like i will attack you I'm like what is going on yeah i guess it's because it's a fight that he's not trying to sell yet i don't know what the deal is I get it's it. It's just weird. Uh, but yeah. overall, 287, really good fight card. A lot of fun. And, uh, and the, it sounds like they're going to be going back to Miami on, on a regular basis. So I do want to quickly just go over PFL 2. Larissa Pacheco defeats uh, Julia Budd. Uh, Bruno Capelosa defeated Matthias uh, Scheffel. And then uh, Biagio Ali Walsh got a win over Isaiah Figueroa. First round TKO. That's Grand another son of the amateur, greatest. Yeah, amateur fight. Yeah. And then uh, Shakur Stevenson. Tell us what happened there. Hey, did you uh, miss out on Aspen Ladd losing? Oh, she did lose. PFL? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, majority decision. And Maurice Green, by the way, former Ultimate Fighter uh, contestant, won on the undercard. Nice. All right, tell us about Shakur but, yeah. Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson defeated Shichiro Yoshino. I butchered that, I'm sure. By TKO in round six. Uh, he got a couple knockdowns leading up to it. It didn't feel like uh, the ref should have stopped it at the moment he did. I saw people in UFC take much more damage without getting stopped. But it wasn't going to change. It wasn't going to come out any different. Uh, so Stevenson's won titles at featherweight and light junior lightweight lost his titles on the scale, but now with this, he's become, uh, like a mandatory for the WBC, I believe. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be getting the winner of Haney and Lomachenko, which is coming up uh, this year. So, uh, things are looking exciting in boxing. They're finally getting the best against the best. And it's a, it's a good time to be a fan. All right. Well, guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. That was UFC 287, PFL 2, and a little bit of boxing. Guys, we will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. What's up with that? 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 You, yeah. Woo! 
Moon Tower Comedy Festival returns this week for two weekends of big laughs. See Seth Meyers, Leslie Jones, Samantha Bee, Howie Mandel, Jenny Slate, Brad Williams, Jay Farrell, Dana Gould, and a ton more, including several current SNL cast members. Plus, you get to end your night singing along to the GD Comedy Jam, Jordan. Club badges are still available at austintheater.org. I love Moon Tower Comedy Are you Festival. going? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love the... Uh, you know, I love the big events, uh, the big ones at the Stateside and Paramount. But even more than that, I love the small club ones where there will be like six comics on for like uh, two hours or so. And you just get to bounce around from place to place. See just people you've never heard of before. It, it's great. I love it. Nice. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Now, speaking of SNL, did you see it this weekend? Hosted by Molly Shannon with your favorite group, the Jonas Brothers. I did. I did. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the cold open. I thought that I thought the Easter Trump Cold open was pretty good. That was that was pretty funny. But I think totally, it was, all in all, it wasn't a great show. But the weekend update part with uh, Jafar, that one had me laughing. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Now, uh, we talked about it a little bit in round one, but the payouts are out for Game Bread Boxing 4, and uh, they're kind of eye-opening. What's up with that? Yeah, so I was impressed with uh, Game Bread Boxing, uh, what they paid their fighters last month, especially with the attendance that was at the arena. We talked about how it wasn't really yeah. well attended. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. made 750000 uh, Anthony Pettis made six, and he lost. Anthony Pettis won, made 650000 You had Vitor Belfort at four hundred k, Jacare at two hundred, dollars uh, Aldo at four twenty five, Jeremy Stevens made two hundred. There was, tw- I think there was 26 total fighters on the card, and the total payout was a little bit over $2.8 million, uh, which wow. is actually pretty good. Right? I don't know where that money's coming from, uh, but I did see some comparisons to the UFC. Um, UFC 278, <laughs> that was the fight card that Kamar Usman and Leon Edwards fought number one in Salt Lake City. Now, you know, payouts aren't always disclosed, and, and last August in Utah, it was disclosed, and so their payroll was $2.54 million. Uh, Edwards took home 350k. Kamar Usman took home 500k. Aldo also on the card. He made 400k. So in his last fight, Aldo made less money in the UFC than he did at Game Bread Boxing uh, wow. Four. So not sure how. This did you see w- the? Uh, yeah, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. I just I'm not sure where this money's going to come from. Yeah, that's that's why I wonder if he's going to continue doing this if he's not fighting. It's uh, I guess he's got good uh, good sponsorship and sales team. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's remarkable. Hey, what was the payout for the win-win fight? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know who won. Ne- never mind. I'm going to stop. All right, Jordan. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to see Logan Paul boxing anyone anytime soon. I'm so sad. Uh, what's up with that? Eddie, I know you are deep down. You're a Logan Paul fan. What he's done, he's made you a believer in, in the WWE. Maybe not in the boxing ring, uh, but he announced on Instagram that he's actually signed a new multi-year contract with the WWE. Uh, you know, maybe now that the UFC and the WWE are under one banner, under Endeavor, maybe we could see him do some cross. We know he has a good relationship with Dana White. Uh, maybe he fights Hasbula. I don't know. You know, where, where is this coming from? A lot where of is ideas. This UFC stuff coming from. What, get, get that out of your head. Well, you know, he could fight Hasbula. That that would be interesting. Listen, his brother signed with PFL. That's as close as he's got UFC ties. What are you talking about? His drink is the official hydration sponsor. Of the UFC, Dana White and Logan Paul have a good relationship. The UFC, it's, his brand is all over the UFC. Doesn't mean he wants to go get punched in the face for real. That, that, in that, small gloves. That, well, I mean, he does want to get someone, punched. He does want to get punched in the size. face for real. He has done that. Uh, anyways. No, by someone his own size? Eddie, have, have you drank the Prime yet? It's, it's all the rage. I have to like, my kids are all about like drinking Prime. Uh, you have KSI out there taking a, a big you know, splash from Logan Paul at WrestleMania in a Prime bottle. 
Uh, but uh, that, that icy pop. It's, when I saw that uh, bottle, I knew it was either KSI or Jake. But no, I drink uh, C4. That one's local, by the way. Or Alani. Uh, Those are really good energy drinks. No, but not Prime. I don't know. It looks like looks like it's going to be like a little milkshake or something in there. I don't know. It's weird. Um, is it? It is. It's not bad. What are you, 12? Come on. Um, the UFC announced a uh, new fight to add to the Hall of Fame. Jordan, what's up with that? Yeah, so Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald 2 is oh. going down. This was from UFC 189, July 11th, 2015, the UFC welterweight championship. It was the fight of the year back then. Uh, Robbie Lawler defeated Roy McDonald, fifth round TKO, changed Roy McDonald's career forever, right? <laughs> yeah, his did. nose afterwards. I mean, that moment when those guys just stood face to face with each other. After I think after the oh. second or third round, and then neither Why don't one, I have a poster of that like framed in my living room. Neither of them would kind of back down. Uh, I mean, that was one of the greatest fights we've ever seen. It was a war. Eddie, do you remember what the uh, what was the headliner? Do you remember what the headliner was of that card? Oh crap! You're right. That wasn't even the main event. It was not the main event. I don't know because nothing mattered after that fight. Well, it did. It was Conor McGregor versus Chad Mendes, right? And that was actually supposed to be McGregor versus. Um, Aldo, right? But Aldo got hurt, and, and so M- uh, Mendez came in. So that was the... Yeah, uh, it was definitely overshadowed by the co-main there. Uh, I mean... I'm, it's hard to say anyone overshadowed Conor. That was, a, Connor, that was a great moment for Conor. I mean, that, that was a great moment for Conor yeah. when he was... He faced adversity as well. I mean, it's not a, it's not a Hall of Fame fight, but that was a... Well, you know, he he a faced a guy moment. on like a week's notice. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I think you have revisionist history at this point right now, but that's okay. How much notice did Chad Mendes have for that fight? No, no, no. I'm just saying you have revisionist history okay. of how big of a moment that was for Connor. Oh, yeah. It was a big moment for Connor. But as far as the fight goes itself, the fight it's, itself was overshadowed big time. Like, that fight is not going into the Hall of Fame for Connor. No, okay? no. But, but that career yeah. for Connor will. And that's, that's kind of Definitely, where he got yeah. his first belt. Yeah. It's not the Hall of uh, Merit. It's the Hall of Famous. Yeah. And I said it like that on purpose. Now, speaking of uh, Merit, Jordan, uh, the UFC is headed back to Canada. And uh, I'm not so sure about this one. What's up with that? Well, I mean, I, I love the UFC going back to Canada. Canada has a rich history in fights, and, and they're actually going to be going to Vancouver, to the Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Canada's great, man. Canada, I'm actually going to be in Toronto uh, not too long from now. So I, I want to say, I think it's like June, uh, whatever that Saturday is, right, in, uh, in June, Early on. So it's UFC 289. We've got Steven Thompson versus Michelle Pajeta. We got Miranda Maverick versus Jasmine Jessa Devicious. Dan Ige versus Nate Landwehr. Eric Anders versus Marc Andre Barrialt. Uh, you got some fine fights there. Yeah, it's not the location that I wonder about. The main event, though, the main event, Eddie, is Amanda Nunez versus Juliana Pena 3. Now, why? I don't know. I don't know why we do this. Um, same reason Kobe's getting a rematch? No, or I, a don't, new fight, title I, don't, fight? I don't think so, right? Because Just because? Well, I mean, really, it goes down to the fact that, like, the, the women's division, Amanda has just cleaned, the, cleaned out everybody. And I understand that Julian Pena is still ranked number one. But what we saw happen to Amanda, Pena, Amanda Nunez in that first fight, you know, she just she got, she lost to a submission. She didn't look great going into the fight. She came back. She righted the wrong. That was July 30th, 2022. I mean, we're... It's almost a year later that Juliana Pena is going to get a third crack. So three in a row. I don't know what if Juliana Pena has done enough to deserve to think that she's, you know, she didn't defend the belt for a while. I don't know why we're doing an immediate rematch for Juliana Pena. 
Yeah, she literally hasn't done anything, but I guess they can't think of anything else to do. I'm like, hey, Rocky Pennington deserves a shot, doesn't she? Well, I mean, Amanda said that she thought it was going to be Irene Aldana, and uh, obviously that's not the case, but it's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. I, I think that Amanda's going to be a huge favorite in that fight, and, and she's going to win that fight kind of, kind of routinely. Yeah, there really is no rhyme or reason to what Dana's doing with these uh, title matches. So you just have to sit back and go, um, all right, let's see. That's, that's pretty much all you can do. Shrug your shoulders like the emoji and just go, eh? It is what it is. Yeah. All right, let me, all right, let me uh, hit us with some other new yeah, fights. Let me give you a few ones. You got Diego Fajera versus Michael Johnson. You got, Mich- I mentioned Michelle Pajera uh, and Steven Thompson. Uh, I mentioned Amanda Nunez versus Julian Pena. Macy Barber. Fresh off of her uh, win at, uh, at UFC San Antonio. Can you put that in quotes? I did. Her win? Uh, she's yeah. fighting Amanda Hebos. So I like that. You look one. at that. That's actually not a, a terrible fight. Hebos is ranked ninth. Uh, Maisie Barber is ranked 10th. She moved up the uh, division. So that's another good win for, uh, for Maisie Barber for her to be able to kind of work her way back up to the top of that division. That's uh, how controversial that one can be. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hebos is good, though. Uh, July 8th, UFC 290. You've got, uh, they're going back to Las Vegas, International Fight Week. Is that International Fight Week? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, okay. right now, it looks like Volkanovsky versus Jared Rodriguez is the oh. main event. They're, they're, they're not really sure if it's going to be the main event officially, if they're going to go that direction. Uh, I'm good with that jo- being the main event. We got John Jones versus Stipe. That would be a great fight to be out there. I'd love to see that. Uh, but right now, Volk versus Rodriguez is signed. Uh, also on the fight card, though, you got Bo Nickel versus Treshawn Gore. So, uh, Bo Nickel, he's going to continue. Trayshawn Gore, he's four and two in MMA. Uh, he's one and two in the UFC. Bo Nickel, obviously four and zero, and uh, and one and zero in the UFC. So, uh, you know, Bo Nickel, they're going to move him along. Yeah, I saw him chime in a little bit after the uh, middleweight championship, and I'm like, hey, uh, you better take a lesson from Rosas there uh, and slow down, slow your roll a little bit, Bo. Well, I mean, Learn the one thing you could first. say about, uh, you know, Bo Nickel did do college, right? He did have that college he did. background and, and, you know, was very impressive there. So a little bit different, but I, I do understand what you're saying. So, all right, guys, that is New Fights. That's what's up with that. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, I'm not even going to dignify you with you holding your your gold (laughs) skull. I'm not even going to reference it. Uh, But the UFC, Eddie, is headed to Kansas City. Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen in the main event. This is actually, this is a great fight, man. This is a fun fight. This is uh, something I'm, I'm impressed with. Arnold Allen is, I mean, he's a tough fighter, man. He is, gosh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 12 fights win, win streak in a row. He's only lost once. Uh, he's 19 and 1. His win now, Calvin Cater, Dan Hooker, Sadiq Youssef, Nick Lentz, Gilbert Melendez. You know, we're going all the way back there. It's, uh, I mean, the Calvin Cater win, obviously, Dan Hooker, those are two big wins. Uh, Arnold Allen fighting a guy like, Max Holloway and and 
a win over Max has got to put you right there in the title shot. But Max Holloway, man, he is tough, right? And, and it does. But is Max kind of he's kind of in gatekeeper status right now? Well, he's gatekeeper status because if he wins, he's not getting a shot against Alexander Volkanovsky. He's already lost exactly. to him three times. It's not going to happen again. Yeah, and I got to wonder if he loses this. Do you think he moves up to lightweight? He might have to. He might have to because uh, you know, or if what? Let's say Volkanovsky wins right at uh, at UFC two ninety. If Volkanovski wins, I don't know what you do, right? If, if you're Max Holloway, I think I think he's got to be thinking about a permanent move to uh, to 155 pounds. You got it. And he, I know he didn't have a, such a great go of it when he faced uh, Dustin Poirier, but that's Dustin, okay? He'd have a better shot against someone like um, I don't know, ooh, man. The, pretty, the new class, tough, man. the new class of lightweight <laughs> is so good, man. I, I love yeah. the lightweight division. Uh, Put but him so, up against someone like. Dan Hooker or Rafael dos Santos. He's already, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he would beat Dan Hooker. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, Dan Hooker has been, historically has been a uh, a featherweight as well. Arnold Allen has a win over him at that division. So, uh, But that's not that's not all, right? You got more fights. You got no, Edson Barbosa versus Billy Q. That's a fun fight. Barbosa, uh, gosh, I, I think he's coming off of a loss. Two losses in a row, Bryce Mitchell and Giga Chikatse. Those aren't bad losses. But still the owner of the greatest knockout in UFC history. Yep. You got Billy Q. His on his way up, right? Uh, Alexander Hernandez, he defeated last back in, in December. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a fun fight. I, I like Justin Jacoby, too. I know Justin Jacoby has a loss to Kilo Roundtree in his last fight. Uh, but he is another guy who is a, a good prospect for the UFC. Um, he's fighting Azamat Mirzakhanov. Uh, but then how about uh, Ian Kutalaba versus Tanner Bozer? Bozer making his, uh, his light heavyweight debut. That fight's going to bang. It's going to be what, uh, who was it, uh, Big E calls uh, two big sweaty men slapping meat? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what we're going to see. That's going to be a, that's going to be a banger. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, if you remember Chris Gutierrez, he's the one that, uh, he, he retired Frankie Edgar. We didn't like that oh, matchup. Yeah. He knocked him out, but yeah. he's back. He's fighting Pedro Munoz. That's another good one. Clay Guida, I mean, I, 41 years old, Clay Guida still fighting. He, he's ageless. There are some names on there, and, then that, and that's just the main, main card, Eddie. I mean, talk us through the prelims. Dude, I don't know how this isn't higher, but Brandon Royval versus Mateus Nicolau. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like number four versus number five in the flyweight division? That should be much higher and be getting much more attention. Uh, Zach Cummings versus Ed Herman. I thought Ed Herman retired. He's I mean, another one that's still short out there. Fuse has like, been there forever, right? That fuse is not burned out yet. They also have uh, Jillian Robertson, my man Groovy Lando Venata, still grooving. Yeah, this is a good card from top to bottom, man. It, I mean, it's it's a fun fight card. We're going to enjoy watching it. Uh, you didn't and the prelims start early, kind of like at, I think four thirty. Yeah, Central. Central. Bill Algio Main versus TJ Brown. That's happening on that fight card too. So, uh, I mean, this is this is you know, Eddie. I know that I didn't put the uh, my picks for the prelims last week, but there's definitely some prelims that I'm going to be watching over here. I guess the the coop chicken coop isn't producing enough eggs to keep you busy. Still, we we were hoping for an Easter miracle. There was not an Easter miracle with eggs, so that would have been uh, that would have been one 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 great miracle to have, uh, Eddie. But that's not the only fights of the weekend. Bellator is going to Hawaii next week, but this week we have PFL three. They're actually rounding up their um, their schedule in Las Vegas. So they did three. Yeah, next weekend's going to be pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we don't even have to talk about Tank Davis and, and Ryan Garcia. That's going to be great. But that's that's the oh, 22nd. Yeah. But PFL 3, you got the lightweights and the welterweights going at it. We've got Olivier Aban Mercier. So he won the year, last year, right? You mean What you mean to say is he is the lightweight champion? He is the lightweight champion. That is true. That's how you say that. And he is fighting Shane Burgos. Burgos, I think, is making Ooh. his debut. 
that's a tough fight, right? I think Shane Burgos yeah, is, is right a better right fighter than OAM. And uh, this this really puts Shane Burgos on, on a track where he could win a million dollars here in the uh, in this division. Yeah. And you also have welterweight champ Sadaboy C or Sai? Sai. Sadaboy Sai fighting yeah. Sadaboy Sai. Al-Salawi. Yeah. Nathan Schulte. Nathan Schulte. Uh, Roush Manfield. Yes. No, sorry. Nathan. Uh, versus Stevie Ray. Yeah. Roush Manfield. Um, got Clay Collard on there. Yes. How about Clay Collard there? He's fighting. I mean, Clay Collard. Remember yeah, what he did to, uh, to Anthony Pettis last year? You think you're going to PFL and think it's going to be easier. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And oh, oh, what's up right beneath that? You got a couple of Magomeds. <laughs> yes. Scariest name in uh, mixed martial arts. And then you got you double it up. Magomed, Magomed Karamov. Yes. Dude, run. Yeah, it's, run. Uh, it should be a fun weekend. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, PFL, right? I, I'm, I'm interested to see when we're going to see Kayla Harrison fight. Uh, but I do, uh, you know, I think that the PFL is exciting, and, and they've got some, they got some fun names. I want to see if, uh, when Clarissa, Clarissa Shields comes back. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I know she's signed to, to box uh, to defend her und- uh, undisputed title here pretty soon. Hopefully, sometime this year we'll see her back in the cage. Uh, as far as PFL goes, I mean Shane Burgos versus OAM got to be the fight of the weekend. That will. Be I know the, you uh, really want to see uh, Jake Paul. Well, yeah, sure. Of course. I'm waiting for that. So, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for listening. Uh, stay tuned. Sports guys talking wrestling. Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons coming up next. Who knows? Eddie Cross may make another appearance. I, I feel like you're on that show more than you're on this show. Uh, but Who we knows? are proud I am a to sports be. Guy. Yeah, we are the, proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Have a great day, and we will talk to you next week. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again.